Welcome to a groovy episode of the T-Hud Podcast. I'm Moby. I'm Marty. And I'm Leland. Steel? <laughs> I thought you made it seem like you were going to give a last name. Oh, no, 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 it's okay. Okay. People know who the fuck I am. Oh, yeah. Th- th- <laughs> that's right, people. People or else Leland uh, Steel there will snap at you. Are you moving to one name now? No, no, no. Oh. no, no. Okay. Anyways, listener, we have a very niche, but a very special bonus episode today. We are discussing season two of a show that is very close to our hearts. Ash- and our sphincters. Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, we'll get right up in the sphincters. Absolutely. We've got our glasses of milk ready to go. And, <laughs> and we're ready to discuss... Uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead, uh, season two. Oh, so do we want to, like, start out with no spoilers or just go full spoilers? Oh, I, I, I think we gotta go full spoilers. But, I mean, do we want to, like, uh, no, split just, it? You know, start, yeah, yeah. start like non-spoilery and then... Move into full spoilers. Oh, okay, first. okay, I get what you guys are saying. Yeah. Um, sure, sure, we can I mean, do that. Sometimes I don't know what's gonna really... I yeah. guess story beats, if, we're, if, if they're actual right. story beats. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah, at some point we'll I, – I guess we traditionally do that. So at some point we'll just look at each other and be like, okay, it's spoiler time. It's time to time to hit, you know, hit high gear here. It's spoiler in time. Well, I mean, uh, that's not going to be that hard because I think the first part of it we should – we can discuss about is um, how well it reflects the film franchise and that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah. That's not going to contain any spoiler stuff, right? No. No, right. no, no. So – I don't know, Leland. Let's uh, let's let you start for once. Okay. General thoughts and feelings. Uh, yes. For it's a, season two, particularly, it was really good. I mean, we literally just finished binging all ten episodes. Yeah. For some reason, we thought that two hundred and twenty-two minutes of episode would be like an hour and a half. I don't know <laughs> what we were thinking. <laughs> Then four hours later, we were like, "Oh yeah, that was." Oh, one. hey, okay. <laughs> now we have to record for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, I think um, I think it really keeps the tone of uh, of the film franchise. You know, particularly Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness. Obviously, yeah. The more you know, the more campy and ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous shit, and uh, it's really good. It's just really good. I mean, Bruce Campbell just fuck man. He's just literally the role that he was born to play. <laughs> like, yeah, literally. <laughs> you know, like everybody's just all in on everything in that. Yeah. Especially this season. Even Lucy Lawless, man. Lucy Lawless. Oh, she's so awesome. Yeah. She is. She's really she's good. Just, like, she, she, no matter what she turns up, like, Battlestar Galacta, uh, Galactica, Spartacus, like, she's just good in everything. She's really good in, like, these weird genre, like, series. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. All, and they're all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Well, y- you know, I'm probably saying something you guys already know, but maybe listener doesn't know. Lucy Lawless is married to a guy by the name of Rob Tappert or Tapert, and he is one of the original producers of The Evil Dead from, like, Evil Dead one. Oh, so really? that's cool. She's really wired in. She calls them like her group of guy friends and stuff like that. So that's why she keeps popping up in this stuff. So yeah, there's there's you know definitely a personal connection there. She's a family friend. So you gotta work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I agree with Leland. Um it really felt like the movies. And one comment I made while it was on was that even the camera work in the framing and everything yeah, is the same. It totally is. Which is yeah. awesome. 
And one thing I really like about it being on the Stars Network is that they really let anything go. <laughs> and anything went this season. Yeah, they felt, they felt like there was absolutely zero holding back. No. Yeah. No. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. And we'll, we'll get into that. Um, listener. I don't even want to say getting into that because it makes me sick to my stomach knowing what we're going to talk about. So, uh, Marty, how about you? I really enjoyed it. Um, I will say that I felt like it lost a little bit of steam a couple times, uh, probably episode five for me and episode eight mm-hmm. um, without getting too into it. But episode right. eight was a bit of a kind of a offbeat episode. It was a little different. It kind of almost took a breather from the story. It was it was related, but it was a little bit different. And that one kind of lost me. But then it really amped up again in episode nine and ten to the point yeah, where like. Sure. After watching it for three hours, I was still completely invested. Yeah. You know, so if I had not been sitting and binging the whole thing, it probably would have been even more entertaining. Yeah, it's it's tough because it doesn't fit the season, um, the 10 episodes into like a nice bell curve of like, you know, starting slow and then getting really good and then kind of slowing off. It more looks like a heartbeat monitor, like in totally. a regular heartbeat. Yeah, it really picks up uh, right away. And then again, like... Four episodes in. Yeah, four episode four and five for yeah. sure. And then, uh, then it dips again. And then, it, yeah, you're right. It probably spikes about four times. Yeah. One thing I like about My, it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so did season no. one. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. Season one, I think, was the worst offender for that. Yes. And an argument I would make is that season one's dips episodes I think we're a little bit worse. Like there were a few I remember I see, from yeah, season like the, one. The low, the low points were lower, were lower. in season exactly one than season Yeah, at. absolutely. I also feel like the high points in this season were higher. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah, yes. I think so. And, and I mean, this overall, I think all of us sound like we're in agreement. This is a superior season to season yes, one. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they, they got the tone even better with this season. Right. The last season, they were kind of, Probably getting their feet, the feelers out, kind of finding what they wanted to be as a series, like how serious they wanted to take it or how silly. And they f- they really struck the right uh, kind of balance of the two this season. I think so too, because I think in season one, um, a lot of, not, I don't want to say a lot, but like quite a bit of stuff just, you know, it didn't land as well as it did in season two. Yeah. You know, as far as just punchlines. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's all everything yeah. is. It's yeah. just punchlines. Even the serious story in season one when it does get a little um, more serious with the cop character. Yeah. I can't remember her name. That wasn't as interesting as this season. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it's tough to it's tough to maintain anything, you know, even semi-serious yeah. when you know <laughs> something fucking stupid and ridiculous is literally right around the corner. Mm. It'll, it'll make a screen wipe and then someone's going to have their fucking head ripped off or chainsawed off or whatever. Like, Yeah. I really think you nailed uh, the, the, with that comment too saying that they really landed with the uh, jokes in this season. Yes. Because last season I felt that way too. I felt like a few weren't landing quite as well. Yeah. To the point where when we were talking about doing this, I was th- remembering watching last season and going like, man, it was kind of long to watch all 10. Yeah. And this time didn't yeah. feel nearly as long, although I was pretty exhausted halfway through. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're, you see, you're almost checking out there. Yeah. I was actually falling asleep. Then another energy drink and about 600 milligrams of caffeine later. <laughs> I'm good to go. He's rip roaring to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. I agree with you, Marty. I think the first season really did feel just this kind of awkwardness of getting back into the swing of things. I mean, as much as 
Ash as a character in The Evil Dead have been celebrated, we never actually had an Evil Dead since 1991, I think it was, or 93. I think it was 93, Army of the Darkness. I feel like it's 93. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, still, I mean, you're talking at that point, you know, what, 23 years? Yeah, um, yeah, about 23, season, 24, yeah. 24, I mean, that's, as much as, you know, Bruce Campbell, this is his natural character you know they're trying to build a larger show supporting main characters and that just takes a while to get into the swing of things so yeah definitely but they they were firing on all cylinders especially the uh the oldsmobile is was really (laughs) firing on all cylinders this season yeah there's a lot of cool parts of the season like (laughs) yeah and uh just like the makeup team and uh probably more traditional special effects and some of the cgi was actually pretty decent mm-hmm. yeah you know i was pretty impressed yeah well and it did seem they went practical and i was looking for that specifically they went practical whenever they could you could tell yeah you could tell and there were only a few scenes with the car and with one of the final monsters that they had to go cg but even that final monster in in you know that he was fighting with the longer neck um you know, that one, once the net came out, yeah, they tried it, to go practical right, again with totally, it. Right, totally, yeah, you yeah, saw yeah. that. They kinda, I, I think they did a fine job of blending it. I appreciate that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah. nothing stood out as, like, blatant. Now, there were a few story beats about halfway through the series where it felt like they skipped over a lot of stuff and what you yes. were expected to assume some things. Um, yeah. As per characters making some movements off screen yeah. that we all caught and were all confused by. So that was a little bit jarring because we had right. to actually sit and think about it. Yeah, we did. It was literally until the end of that episode where the, the where the jump had occurred, and then we are back in time, this spot in time that we're like, oh, okay, well, this must have happened then in between these two episodes. Yeah, and now you can say, yeah, okay, that's, I mean, that is uh, even more, you know, emphasized by us binging, but that's how content is. Consumed, consumed. totally. Okay, now, yeah, it would not have been. You wouldn't have noticed it had you been watching the show week to week as it aired right. on on Stars Network or whatever, right? I don't think you would have noticed. No, I don't think so. Not either. at all. But it was so immediately apparent that it was like, what the what the hell's going on? Like, I was like, like visibly annoyed at yeah, yeah at I this, remember that at this that that at at first it seems like a direct continuity error, which drives me nuts. Um, but then you realize, oh, okay, there has obviously there's been some type of some passage of time here. Um, but again, though, like when we can get into the specific details in in the second half of this, and I want to, but I I don't think uh, even the the events at the end of um, the one episode that you know what that was the beginning bookend of the you know it was episode time gap episode that first episode the ending events of that did not lend to 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 you really understanding that there was a, a gap either, you know? No, they didn't know they did themselves no favors. It no. makes sense that there was a gap after like knowing that there was a gap. You, you can go, okay, I guess there was a gap. Right. But it's not something you would have you would have automatically made any assumption whatsoever. Of. No. You would have assumed, as we both did, that there was zero time gap and that suddenly all of a sudden, those things didn't make sense. And it was definitely the most definitive um, mistake that the season made. You know, certainly, I think 
they went in a different route with some episodes that we'll discuss specifically later that were made them slightly inferior. But that was a big deal. I noticed too. I'm just, you guys basically just said it first, but my brain was having the gears click going, you know, why is that there and what has happened? Right. It just felt wrong. Yeah, exactly. It was not intuitive. Whatever, whatever they attempted to make feel intuitive they failed they on doing failed. It. and again like marty said they didn't do themselves any favors they didn't even didn't even seem like they really bothered making it so no. and i think leland actually hit the nail on the head listener record this i'm complimenting leland yes um hey yeah that's uh, okay i'm recording <laughs> <laughs> okay. you're right <laughs> oh my goodness you trapped me this is so meta um yeah you know content is binged always these days and it is expected and i don't think there's any excuse whatsoever for the producers to not have known that and so that's why i agree with you that this was just a problem due to laziness and poor plotting right um yeah so i mean especially with i mean now you can can watch season one ash perceives that on netflix now yeah like they gotta have that shit in mind when they're they're creating this right like the standards are higher but I think there's a reward that comes with that because if you do a good job, you're going to have lots of people that watch all the episodes very quickly. You're going to have high ratings, which is going to lead to your series being renewed again. And so I think, you know, it cuts both ways. And then if you put the work in, you're more likely to have a, a series continue, you know. Right. And I think that laziness with the, these sorts of continuity errors, you know, lead people to dropping off series. Um, you know, I, I'll go back to something that I, you know, we discussed months ago. I almost dropped out of Stranger Things. And I think, Marty, you paused it for the longest time. I like, still haven't finished on. it. See? And yeah, I, you know what? Apparent because we haven't even, we haven't even talked on the podcast about exactly. it at all. Or even with each other. And I it, took copious notes when and, I was watching that. And as much as I bitch like, about it. <laughs> and I haven't been able to. You haven't been able I got to. A phone we full, we I got a phone full of bitching notes in here. We, we got to do that at some point. But... My point is, is that I mean, too little, too late. Those kind of poor pacing, which I think that Stranger Things two really suffered with that that second season. Yeah, poor pacing like that. You're taking such a risk making these screw ups um, that you're going to have people drop off. And I think it's no coincidence Mm -hmm. that fans like us almost dropped off of that show. And, yeah. Right, uh, it's just and an especially example. as the show gets more and more popular, you're under an even greater microscope. Exactly. Yeah, like, look at The right. Walking Dead. Like, yeah. The Walking Dead hit. Walking Dead hasn't been good for probably four years, seven five years. years. You yeah. know, and it, it's interesting you guys it's say only that. Only been on for six. Yeah. It's interesting you guys say <laughs> that no, because I don't. Yeah. there was so much bad press from reviewers on how Walking Dead is right now. Like some guy like me that I would think would be interested in, I don't want to start. I don't want to bang through three or four seasons only to get a bunch of seasons of crap. So I'm not even going to start. No. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, honestly, I, w- no payoff. I wouldn't, re- I would not recommend it to anybody. I wouldn't yeah. recommend anybody getting into it. That's a weird show that actually starts out meh and gets okay. Again, like to the point where it's pretty good around season four or five ish, but not all the time. It's never consistent. No. At no point is that show ever consistent. It's not even consistent. Like you couldn't, you can't even watch, you can't even watch three episodes and have consistent quality. Like it's that yeah. fucking bad. From from the right, the writing is fucking garbage. That's okay? the worst part. Of These that characters wow. and the character decisions living in a fucking zombie apocalypse 
the decisions some of these characters make are the stupidest. Like it, it frustrates me to no end, and it pulls me out of it. It's so wow bad. No, I think the it drives me fucking nuts. These characters have been around so long that, but at some point, they've all been short shafted and like just given terrible decisions to make and the choices they've made and just character beats and it makes you miss the characters that are dead the ones that didn't have time to turn into shitty totally right themselves like you think of shane in the walking dead yeah like he never got to that point no you know he but you know honestly though i i don't like like you said i don't i didn't looking back now hindsight being 2020 i didn't if he was on for another season or two like it was it would have been it would ruin his character right totally like, yeah. I'm glad they killed Like, thank God they killed him off when but they th- did. That was back when they actually made some freaking decisions quickly. And, like, yes. you know. But even that season has a whole... I mean, this is a real tangent. We're talking about a, raw, a different show. But, yeah. you know, real quickly, like, that season of The Walking Dead, the first half of that season is all looking for Carol's daughter. For Sophie. For so- Sophia or whatever yeah, her name is. And yeah, and she's in the barn the whole time. Yes. Dead. Yeah. And... That is which like, was awesome when that was revealed. It was a great reveal, but it was seven episodes of build up yes, for that, right? Was, yeah. And then seven episodes of Shane going crazy. So <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, moral of the story. And that was that was up. season two. Yeah, and then it just like, got worse. Right? Yeah, and now uh, I just I dropped off about two seasons ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say there's a lot of competition for time too. I mean, there's a lot of content out there that we have now a choice to consume on these various networks, especially Netflix. So yeah, if you're gonna screw up and lose our interest, you, you know, it, we have a lot of other choices to binge. Oh. I've got three or four shows. I'll switch to Spartacus. I'll switch to <coughs> Love. Um, <laughs> you know, right? And, and and to to bring to bring it back around and you know tie a nice little bow on the walking dead tangent here like how easy is it going to be possibly for asterisk evil dead to hit the same problem right see because the walking dead at this point the walking dead uh the narrative has blown so wide and so wide scoped because where else do they like how else what else what other story do you tell in a zombie apocalypse right like they've Mm -hmm. taken it to to so many different places and then now there's you know um whole towns being rebuilt and stuff and blah 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 and it's just like too long it's long in the tooth it's too long yeah it's too fucking long yeah even as a fan of the comics the comics have been going on for 10 plus years yeah and you know i think they have an endpoint in sight apparently and that's good they should because it's from just those characters perspective it's been a long time yeah and television is not doing that any favors. No, no. You know? I mean, I don't. I'm not even know how much time has supposed to have elapsed in the world in the Walking Dead TV show. Like yeah, a couple years, four I years, three, four, five. Because no, I don't know though. Because um, and I guess judging it on the number of seasons is you can't. That's not a good way to judge actual time passage, right? Just I'm just thinking of. Uh, Rick's daughter or whatever. Like, what season was she born in? Right. Yeah, yeah. She was born in, like, season three or four. Right, because they were in the prison. So, yeah. I think that was around four. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she, and she's only still a toddler, like, little. Yeah, she's not, like, up yeah. and talking or anything, right? So. Like, um, so, I don't know. As yeah. it, there was a short amount of time for the, before they are in the prison. And then 
since then it's been a longer amount of time compared to the number of seasons, right? You, yeah. Like it's difficult to tell, but I, I it's really confusing have no idea. because of the like the child actors too, because they yeah. age so much. Uh, yeah, totally right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how old Carl's supposed to be right now. 15, 16? Like, how old was he when he started? Like, like 12? 30, 32 now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, we we did a traditional tangent there, listener, but we hope you get the point. We hate the walking. <laughs> um, so the next note it I have is Kelly is sticks. hot. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I do have that note, actually. But I, I want to uh, ask you guys um, how you felt the other supporting characters like Lucy Lawless and Kelly and Pablo did this season and, and some of the new characters. I liked them better than last season, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that... Uh, Pablo and Kelly um, as characters were a lot more interesting this season. Like, maybe a little less whiny, too. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably why. Yeah. They kind of fit They kind of fit in better. Um, they're both a little more badass. Pablo is a little funnier. I think, some again, some of his uh, lines last season weren't that funny. Yeah, no. Yeah. And he, you're right. He really struggled with confidence last season, and it's nice to see him get over that arc. Yeah. You know? So... Um, that was good. Leland, what do you think? Yeah, no, I think uh, everyone was solid. There wasn't really anybody that I was like, oh, why? Like, they're just doing a terrible job. No. I mean, there was certainly characters that were annoying because the characters are supposed to be annoying. Right. Um, right. You know, or adversarial, you know, because that's, it's a, you have to have a plot and they need to be adversarial, right? Yeah. Um, but like I said, like, Lucy Lawless, fantastic, like always. Oh, love Lucy. Um, I and, love Lucy. You know, Bruce Campbell. <laughs> is yeah, Bruce Campbell great. like yeah, yeah. no great. but I didn't really like Bill all that much yeah me neither I mean yeah he's okay, he was serviceable but... right he was he was he was just a, like a set piece really like Kinda. he wasn't yeah he, he never really felt that intimidating no yeah. no I know like, that's the thing it's, it's always I was asking myself watching it like why if his end goal is apocalypse or what is his end goal for one thing right but if his end goal is apocalypse or just murder, then why isn't he just going around? I mean, I realize, yeah, he has fun you doing the whole manipulation thing, which is his shtick. But it's just whenever that, whenever they throw that shit in, it's like, well, what's like, what, what is this? What's happening? Why yeah. is why is he bothered? What's he fucking around for? Yeah, just, when you start questioning the character motivations, it's never a good thing. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Because at least with a character like Ash, if he does something weird, you can you can get away with it because it's Ash. You're like, well, his motivations are that he's. Ash, Ash Ketchum, and he is, he has issues. <laughs> he wants, uh, he's, a, he, he's either out for a grass cast or a grass ass or a cash. Like, he's looking yeah. for one of the three, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's generally his motivations. And he's all out of cash. <laughs> uh, I liked his dad. Yeah. Um, you know, he was a grizzled old guy played by Lee Majors. There was um, something I think that flew over your guys' head when they first met. About, um, like, Ash having his chainsaw arm and now he's bigger, faster, stronger. Yeah, that's a million dollar man. So you knew that that was the same actor? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you guys caught that. I didn't. So thank you. (laughs) One up, one down. There was a, yeah, no, actually the the whole season was filled with lots of little stuff like that. Yeah, and some of it I think is a little bit spoilery. But some okay. of the characters they introduced yeah. towards the end of the season were very well done. Really good callbacks. Um, yeah, actually. Locations yeah. were excellent callbacks. I mean, that's 
that's part of the season picking itself up after the sort of mid mid season malaise with those two weird episodes. What helps as well is was their ability to call, recall back to uh, the third Evil Dead film, Army of Darkness. Yes. yes. Oh yeah. And uh, now they're able to do that. That opened up so much more for them to be able to explore. Yeah. Um, just referentially, you know, same borrow bar- borrowing plot lines um, or plot devices, I should really say. Um, you know, there's not like they're rehashing. No, no. Although they rehash, they rehash a little bit, a little of stuff, bit some yes. stuff, but a um, but yeah, no, that's that's definitely gonna uh, that's definitely already clearly uh, beneficial for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, you needed that because Army of Darkness, I think, that was the the crown jewel and pro- may still be of the, the franchise. Yeah. You know, that was the one where Ash was fully formed. The, sh- the franchise was fully self-aware at that point of who they were and how Ash is. And one thing we mentioned while watching this season was that, you know, Evil Dead 2, well, that's very fondly remembered and that's, you know... Uh, it's, a, it's an awkward film. It's an awkward film that starts really rehashing the first Evil Dead, which was mostly serious until the very end. Um, and then it kind of gets its legs underneath. But Army of Darkness had its legs. It was just going, going, going. So it's, it, it's important. It's important because it's a huge part of Ash's story. So. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, it's you got to imagine you know what he's already been through. And I mean, looking at season one and his reluctance to even get even bother with it like he just wanted to run he just wanted to turn tail and get the fuck out of there and get away from these stupid deadite bullshit right <laughs> yeah. and like yeah okay of course like look at the shit he's gone through like he fucking went back to the medieval ages and had to fight his evil deadite clone and like right like yeah, yeah it's know? fucked up shit no wonder i would not I would, I would get the fuck out of there too yeah. I mean, he's got some serious ptsd at this point <laughs> totally right the uh the deadites i felt were like across the board consistently well done like great yeah. makeup very deadite ish which is a very specific kind of zombie in how they act they, like marty yeah. said they're always making cheesy puns actually uh oh Leo or was that, said that that was my oh, comment shit, yes yeah. man that's like the third time you've done that today i know i've i keep misattributing <laughs> i think i'm getting that <laughs> memory disease yeah, as marty once said doctor listener diagnose me please yeah yeah so but anyways i thought the deadites were yeah i, I just certainly agree with that because you're right it is it is a its own its own little, its own thing right its own its own look um you know, the, they're all they're kind of like, they're always like jittery, jittery, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, they're and they're they're supernaturally fast, right? Just like, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's they nailed it. They really did nail it. Like, they, yeah, yeah, they did. So, do we want to go into the spoiler territory? <laughs> I think soon? we gotta have to. I think so. Yeah, point. yeah, because I've got a lot of. I think on the yeah, I know I'm like on the verge of. Yeah. Okay, Marty. Well, then you I'm take edging. us off. Spoilers. Okay. So, spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Whoop 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 whoop. Oh, we should do that every episode. <laughs> we should we could try. Yeah. All right. Like everyone, there's going to be spoilers in it. Uh, okay, so I just loved some of the lines in this um, season. They were really fucking funny. Um, like, you can call me cock. Uh, <laughs> um, I think one of my favorite, though, was like favorite lines was that I'm going to make like a tree and fuck you. Yes, yes, that was such a good callback. 
Oh yeah, that was so really, good. Really good. Um, but I, yeah, you know what? We were talking about it when we were watching it, and we didn't know what would top it. But I really one of the high points of that season was that car. Yes. Oh you man, know. that was so awesome. So, listener, what happens on I believe episode four is uh, episode three is when it, it was starts. episode yeah. three. Okay. Okay, that's right. Episode three was kind of going slow for me, and then it, I remember it picked up for some reason. It must have been the car. Yeah. So basically. The Oldsmobile, which is the actual car physically in real life that uh, that they've had since the very first movie, it gets possessed. And it is just awesome. The thing belches fire oh, yeah. like it's grill. You see like burning embers behind it. Yeah. It snorts stuff. It gets hydraulics out of yeah, nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the best thing. It lifts its ass end up. And it was chasing uh, chasing uh, some guy. And it... Bloop, Pushes his butt up and then like gives itself a, like a tail flick and then it's like left hubcap comes spinning out like a fucking razor disc and like yeah. right through the kid. And then it's <laughs> and like then a boomerang. Right back into the car. Oh man, that was the best fucking thing ever. Oh. Yeah, and he runs over that guy's face. Like, oh yes. yeah. Uh, after the guy had, had his uh, genitals ripped, bitten off. Bitten off by a dead eye, yeah. yeah. That was a great scene too because the car. It, it, it uh, personifies it because the car waits and the guy thinks he's going to get away. This car's like ass end is bent over him. And then suddenly the wheels start spinning <laughs> yeah. and you're like, no, not like this. And then it just <laughs> very grinds, graphically him, like, grinds him to dust. Man, like that, that stuff that they did, all that effects work was so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like when, even when Pablo in like episode what one, I think it is, is having the vision and pulling his face apart. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. And, and it's, yeah. um, it's so like poltergeist-ish, you know, yeah. where in poltergeist, he's looking in the mirror and starts picking at his face and pulling off his own flesh and shit like that. Yeah, that was so cool. Yeah. yeah. I made notes for a few of the episodes, the ones I thought were particularly great standouts. Uh, episode two, which which had the morgue. Yes. Um, that whole fight with the corpse and the sphincter. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's oh, so gross. My, I mean, my God. That guy's uh, dick flops on his face. He's got a Prince Albert. Yeah. Um, Ash ends up inside his asshole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's wearing him like a turkey. Like, <laughs> his dick swinging. Yeah. Like, oh. oh, man. And, like, there's shit everywhere. There is there shit, is everywhere. shit everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> As Bob Saget would say. <laughs> There was so much. And there was a lot of bodily fluids this up there this season. There was all uh, types. You know, oh. bedpans, there was milk shooting out of dead eye. It was literally mi- fat. It had like every milk. single thing except jizz. It was they literally did, yeah. just missing ejaculate. Yeah. <laughs> you would have had all your bases. Wait till yeah. season three, listen. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's all you got left oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> it was Yeah, it was fantastic. It was like um, classic Raimi. It totally was. Like, just disgusting body horror. Yeah. Like, yeah. One of my favorite things about this season was the setups for the jokes. Yeah, um, there was, there was a ones. great setup early on where a homeless guy tells Bruce that he's, you know, ruined his life. Whatever. You just kind of laugh it off. You know, he's a crazy homeless guy or something. But then for the final two episodes, when they go back in time to the 80s, and they're not they're worried about messing shit up because it'll affect the future. <laughs> they run into a guy in a suit who's well dressed. And then he's like, What? What just happened? Because he sees their car. He sees their car appear. Appear through a time portal. So then, you know, Ash just offers him some whiskey. And he's like, This'll take care of it. This'll wash it away. 
and the guy goes to town on the whiskey, and you realize looking at him. Well, first, first he's like, he's like, no, I can't. My, my family's got problems. Ash is like, nah, just do it. Come on, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, like, that's true. You know, take the edge off, like I said. Oh man, it's so good. That was literally you see that bomb across Ash in episode one. And then you get that payoff in episode 10. That's yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. That is great payoff. Yeah, I think it was episode 9. And it was oh, like, was it 9? Yeah, it was right. Were they in the, in the... I guess they were in they the two past episodes. for two episodes. Yeah. yeah, okay. But still, that's a long... Yeah, it is, like a whole like yeah. a whole season's worth of payoff. I mean, it, maybe less because we were watching it all at once. But, I mean, that, you would be sitting there for like 10 weeks waiting for that payoff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were some really great episodes. There's a few weak ones. I wasn't a big fan of the puppet episode. Yeah, the whole uh, yes. insane asylum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did like the puppet though when he uh, fought uh, Kelly. Uh, Kelly in uh, episode eight. Yeah, um, but I did rank a note in episode eight that said asked if the season was losing steam at that point, and I think it was by episode eight, and then it picked up again. Yeah. It did. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. Now, see, okay, so let's go back to this passage of time thing. So, what was it? Episode four. That they dealt with the the possessed car. Yeah, was that four that they? Yeah, that's so, where they killed it. So they yeah. threw. So Pablo threw the Necronomicon in the portal he opened. Yeah, right. And then at the very end of that episode, you see Ball come out, like fly out to the screen, right to end yes. that to screen wipe it. Okay. So then directly after that episode is comes the episode where we are to adjust to the passage of time between. That yeah. event and the current event. And that's where Ash is in prison. Right. That's where yeah. he gets picked. Yes. They yeah. pick him up right at the beginning. So then what the fuck has Ball been doing for however amount of time it took them to f- completely fix this totaled Oldsmobile? Probably replace the entire fucking engine block oh, on yeah. that thing that afterwards, thing right? Fucked, it was right? toast, right? It was complete. It was completely, back, completely restored or whatever right yeah. afterwards. So like, how much time do you think passed? Like a couple months? It would seem that so way. So what the hell has Ball been doing for two months? Where has he been? And why has... It can't have been that long, though. Why would... Uh, I'm blanking on Lucy Lawless's character, Ruby. Why would Ruby still be with Pablo and uh, Kelly at that point? Why would they ball? Right, right. Because in that same episode, we last we saw them before the time jump, right? Yeah. They're, like, off fighting the rest of Ruby's demon kids. And... Ruby feels that the Necromonicon dis- is gone through this yeah. portal, right? And then the last we see them, they're rushing uh, out of the crematorium yeah. um, to go see what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Right? And yeah. Then, the, then the next time we see them again, they're coming into the, the uh, jail to get Ash. Right. And everyone's like, hey, where the hell is this, this Kandarian dagger that Ruby and Kelly had in their possession the last time we saw them? Yeah. And now all of a sudden, Ash, had it. Ash has it. It, so what the fuck? I, I think what you're pointing out is that it's an even bigger plot hole than we thought. Um, yeah, you, you hit everything bang on. It feels like it's just, it, it makes you make some assumptions on time that Game of Thrones did this last season too, where it was oh, like, there was a lot of what should have been previously in the show, like episodes three episodes worth, worth of, of travel. Right. And then it would, they would do it five times in the one episode right. to save time. And in this episode, it made some assumptions that on things that really should have taken a week at least. And, right. you know, it seems like they happened in a day or like 12 hours. Right. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. It was, that was weird. That's frustrating. But that was, I mean, on a whole, it doesn't ruin the show. But no. it certainly 
was, you know, enough to stand out for all of us. Well, and and the problem with that is because literally for the first half of that episode, I'm I was like what the fuck happened? Yeah. Like I was confused. I was like I'm I'm now out of the experience totally. of, of the watch. I mean, that wasn't Actually, that was one of the bad episodes. Anyways, it was. That was a, there was two I didn't like, yeah. and that was one of them. That was a sh- yeah, exactly. So that that episode had no yeah. nothing in its favor, right? Yeah, and I wonder <laughs> right. if that didn't help things either. Yeah, you know, for both of us. Yeah, but like the thing is, so so again, you're like halfway through the episode, and then you finally like you're like, oh, okay. Obviously, there's been some time that off screen. Yeah, but you're left with this sour taste in your mouth, at least personally, and then. You know, whatever. I'm cool with assuming some time passage, but give me something that, like, yeah. shows it. It's funny because the next episode I thought was pretty solid. That was one where uh, they reintroduced Cheryl. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's like they had a really crummy one, compar- you know, comparatively, and then uh, a good one. And then they had another meh one in episode seven. And by that point, I was kind of getting a little bit burnt out, you know. Episode seven was... Okay, so... Episode seven, yeah, was uh, not the worst. I don't think it was the worst. It actually might have been the worst episode of that season. I think so. Yeah, I would say. But I do think that it is important because now this episode, we are shown a passage of time. Yes. It's clearly when we get to episode eight, yes. when they're in the asylum looking for him, we know time has passed, right? Yeah. Some amount of time has passed. So we are actually being shown it. We're, I mean, you know, loosely how we have no idea exactly how much has passed but regardless but i think that lends credence to the necromonicon's prophecy of ash being the chosen one right and how long it does take ball to break him and how how it see how seemingly ash fumbles through all of his endeavors and comes out successful but really there is some merit to his you know to the the fortitude that he shows in every situation so I I suppose it's necessary. I mean, that's not really necessary. I mean, fuck, it's it's fucking Evil Dead, right? Yeah, that's not that's really not that necessary. But I do understand why it's there. It is a build up to the reveal that he wasn't being manipulated. That's true. But I mean, that was obvious, right? Now, one thing that kind of struck me that in one part of that episode, I believe when he is apparently being manipulated, I seem to remember him killing somebody with a chainsaw. In uh, when they, he was kind of going after Pablo and Ruby, wasn't there another guy in with them? Uh, the sec- security guard. I thought no. somebody was in there that gets chainsawed. Um, they had the dead body in the closet. Oh, it was a dead body. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The yeah, whatever. I don't know who that was. They just had the random body in the closet they were hiding in. Oh, I he see. puts the chainsaw through the body. Through the body. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. But I mean, like he's like. Shoving this chainsaw through a wall blindly, hoping not to kill either Ruby or Pablo. I guess Pablo. I must have tuned out for a sec because I just saw a chainsaw that go through a <laughs> through body. Through the body, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was... They found, I don't know, another one, another person that Ball had commit suicide. Right. I guess. Right? Yeah. It yeah. wasn't clear who that was. No, I don't think we figured out who that was. Yeah. So, and another thing on the, the passage of time thing. So, episode seven, the asylum episode, right? I don't know how, again, who, who the fuck knows how much time really has passed. And I'm wondering if it's not, actually, it's it's no significant amount of time because we know that Ash had the tracker on him, meaning they would very easily be able mm-hmm. to track him and get to him very quickly. Also, Pablo, uh, you know, is still resisting the Necromonicon 
uh, takeover, right? He can't. He couldn't be holding out from that for for very long either, right? So maybe there really wasn't any passage of time. Mm. It just appears that way to us. And then again, we're left to to put the shit together. Again, it's not important. It's not impactful, but it's it's there. It's it's a it's a issue, right? It is. Right. And again, I think it's because we're binge watching it that it becomes even more of an issue. It gives you time to think about those sure. things and go, "Wow, that doesn't seem right." Yeah. I one note I had is I think they overdid the amount of I don't know what to call them, but fake flashbacks, like where they thought they were killing someone yeah. and they really weren't. Like I felt there were so many of them in you know what? virtually I agree. every episode. Because it's a point when right at the end I was thinking that was going to be a fake like like vision or something. Yeah, I thought for sure it was going to flash to Ash being back in that cabin. And uh, Pablo was dead still, and he gets out of it, but at the cost of one of his friends. Like I, right. didn't, I didn't think it was going to be a happy ending. Um, yeah, I thought for sure they were actually going to kill Pablo off because uh, I'm a little bit bummed they didn't because I think that was eh, a little bit wimpy, you I, know. Yeah, I agree with you, and I think it would have made a really solid arc for him, given how scared you know, and insecure he was in season one, you kill him off being an absolute hero in season two. And yeah. Bring in a new character. Especially after they pull the rug from underneath you the first time when they mm-hmm. get him back and you realize his ball. And then, oh, you know, he's alive again. Yeah. It reminds- right. But did, did you want, would you want that to be Pablo's legacy? No. They would de- I, they'd I, have to deal with ball in another way. And then, oh, great. Pablo died for literally fucking nothing. I kind of like when shit does, like that happens, though. Yeah, I understand, yeah. but that doesn't go with what you guys are saying. His little send-off, right? That doesn't match with the sentiments you were ex- just expressing about how he's now had this now this nice arc. Like, it shits in the face of that. I don't think so. I think he died defeating him, though. He, Even though he, he contributed. Or at least thinking that he defeated him. I, I get what you're saying. I get, yeah, because it wasn't successful. And don't get me wrong. I totally like when they do that shit, too. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just devil's advocating. Yeah. That's no, fine. and that that's fine. You know, I think it's, for me, I'm only thinking about Pablo himself. Yeah. That he would make that okay. heroic sacrifice. And, I, yeah, I, I think you, then you're right. Spot on with that, for sure. I just, uh, I was just laughing the final episode when they're, like, they're just duking it out. And I'm like, wait, is this really how is what's gonna happen? The fight. culmination of this? Yeah. Yeah. A chainsaw battle. A <laughs> chainsaw fight. battle was really good. That though. was <laughs> cool. That was sweet. <laughs> yeah. Poor Ash loses his hand again. Oh, I yeah. know, right? <laughs> Fuck. Gets it back. And I was disappointed when he got his hand back because that's so iconic. And I'm like, oh, you know, what's <laughs> yeah, we should, really should have seen it coming, right? Yeah, like deal cards now or something. Or at least they had the foresight to know they had to take it away right away. Yes, I like, know you yeah. can't have that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I liked, um, you know, they went back to the cabin in '82 uh, or whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we got to see the professor. Yeah, the, yes. rape, the rape tree was still there. The rape tree was there. My, yeah, mind you, it Although didn't. It was rape, more of it was a, like a hungry, an tree eating tree. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. a hungry, hungry tree. Hungry, hungry tree. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that whole segment, those whole two last episodes were great. And it was great to see the professor and his motivations because in the very first Evil Dead, there's just tapes. You know, yeah. I found a book and the book's scary. Okay, well, now you know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, his wife as a deadite was oh, fantastic. Yeah. I really, all I also, yeah, it was. And I really like that. Like, I was literally like, oh, my God, the professor is actually a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, no. 
he's actually a bad dude that didn't yeah that didn't get fucked over by the 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 book just like ash he's actually a fucking evil man he is actually that's a great point that's a great point because he's so neutral in the first film. He's just a voice on a tape. Sure. He's like right? literally he's just methodical. He's a scientist, you know, like he's 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 he comes at it very empirically. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. no, he's yeah, he's uh I mean, he loves his wife obviously. He's still kind of he's still a pretty bad man, but he's not as bad as originally the way Henrietta was like, "Oh, you know, he's locked me down here, he's going crazy kind of thing." Exactly. But I was totally convinced He's 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 a bad man. He's a bad bad man, <laughs> which yeah. was good, which was cool. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, it was cool. I like that. I love uh, you know he brings that grad student. She gets caught in a bear trap, and he's like, "Would you like an ibuprofen?" <laughs> ibuprofen. I just, I just like because it shows how much of an asshole he was. You know, who says that? Oh um, man. So that was, yeah, that was really good. Um, you know, I, I I think just this this season hit on a lot. They made some really good decisions overall that we've gone through, you know, inspired casting, jokes that pay off, all out gross out humor. Um, I think one of the reasons I don't like the Asylum episode, I would agree with you guys that episode seven was the weakest, but I'd also say it was the one that tried to act the most serious. And I think you have to have a constant stream of Ash being Ash, making one liners that are funny whatever else plot is going on. Yeah, I can see that. I get what they were trying to do, which sure. is throw, like, cast doubt, you know, both in the viewer's eyes and in Ash's eyes, like, what is going on here? Right. Um, but, I mean, obviously... Yeah. Obviously, you know, it's, that's it's going to be a fallacy. Right, and, and that's the thing. Like, I wonder about that. Just, like, who is getting legitimately fooled by that stuff? Because in the one of the very last scenes before you think... Or, or before the show shows you that Ash is broken, is him looking down from his window and seeing Kelly, Ruby, and Pablo getting out of the Delta gearing up, right? Mm-hmm. So you're like, well, of course he's fucking with, like... Yeah. So, yeah. I, I like, when they when you, when you the show goes out of the way to, sh- to, to, to basically tell you, hey, guess what? He's just fucking with Ball. I, I always wondered, like, who's really getting fooled by this stuff? And then... For, and then, which leads me to wonder, then, for whose benefit is this type of storytelling for? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It, it, it's 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 fake tension is what it is. Yeah. Right? right? It's just a, it's fabricated tension in a fictional <laughs> story. Well, I noticed a revolving door of directors in the credits and none that I recognize, which maybe isn't so much a surprise. But I mean, like in season one, we had Sam Raimi himself kick it off in a great way with the original episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think I think when you have different directors, naturally, they're going to bring their own touch. And I think you had some that were maybe more influenced by the Evil Dead remake that was a very serious horror and they tried to bring some more serious aspects. I don't know. I'm grasping at straws here, but... Yeah, I can see that. That's pretty typical of a television series. Sure. I mean, you're going to have a lot of hands in the pie, um, you know, or the sphincter, as as (laughs) so we say. Um, You know, and and I can feel that way, and especially in a longer series, maybe not... Too bad in a 10-episode series, but you could feel it. And that's probably why a few felt weird. 
Oh, for sure. And, you know, I look at sh- longer shows that I was into, two I'll throw out there, Battlestar Galactica and Babylon 5, that each of them ran, one ran four, one ran five seasons. I can't tell you their names right now, but I can tell you when I was watching those series, I started recognizing the names of directors that I really liked. And I'd be right. like, yeah, this guy or gal is doing this episode. Good. You right. know, I'm more engaged. Because yeah. I like their style. Even uh, Game of Thrones, uh, they would typically typically get uh, the same person for a lot of the big episodes, or a lot the same group of uh, directors, and they would be doing the big, you know, climactic battles, ones. big budgets. They were given the episode nine. Yeah, they were yeah. given the important ones, and then yeah. a lot of times too, the writers would be like the uh, the two creators would be writing the important episodes. Ah, mm-hmm. interesting. Okay, so I just have uh, a question that I just thought sure. of. When, because I mean, we've we've spoken before about you know length of seasons now, kind of thing, right? How mm-hmm. where in Battlestar Galactica's day, like they needed to be picked up for like twenty episodes, you know, to actually be aired and that kind of stuff. And we've also discussed how some of the Netflix series, in particular the Marvel series, can could definitely benefit from having shorter episodes seasons. Mm-hmm. Now, when you get the shorter episode seasons, and you have now, in, in in this case, uh, a batch of 10 episodes where at least three of them fell short compared to everything else, are the do they are, are those shortfalls more significant now in these shorter episodes and less forgivable now? That's a good question. Yeah, I see what you mean. You have a short, uh, a small order of episodes. It feels like they should all be home runs. Right. What I wonder... Is, for example, did the writers of Ash vs. the Evil Dead have a story in mind where Ash was going to go and then the studio, Stars, goes to him and says, you get 10 episodes. And so they have to fill it somehow and make it fit. Um, that, right. That's a question. As opposed to, hey, guys, why don't you guys do a 10 episode series for us? And then they go. Yes, and write. exactly. You know, which comes in which order. Right. I'll tell you where it was super awkward was I felt with X-Files Season 7, the second newest one, where I think they only had six episodes. And with X-Files, they, like, had four of the six as fillers, as Monsters of the Week thing. And, Uh, yeah, in that case, it was like we've waited all these years. This was the second. Second to last. Because now they got more episodes in this past uh, season. So now they kind of have a ratio where it's like, one um, mythology, X-Files mythology episode per three or four uh, Monster of the Week episodes, they call them. But when you only get six, see, see, it it really feels like you piss more time away. Right. Because all the other seasons were long and you had all this good, you know, these good mythology episodes. That is something, too, that is an older type of like TV. I think that right. that's falling a little bit by the wayside. It is those like monster of the week episodes. That was big for Star Trek, you know? It was like this was the uh oh this is the alien race or the event of the week. And then about four times throughout the season, it yeah. would slowly build up a story arc. Um and that was really common. Battlestar Galactica even sometimes <sighs> had that issue. Star. You know, <laughs> um, it, it, and that's yeah. a show that I think really started kicking off a lot of these season-long um, arcs. arcs, yeah. But at the same time, it still had the filler, you know, the, the little bad guy of the week or monster of the week or story of the week, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and that was really uh, prevalent in, uh, you know, seasons that were 26 episodes long, 
you know, an that hour. That is a lot of episodes. It should be hour, so hour long series. Yeah. Like that's a lot of content to write for. And, you know, I, that's why I kind of like that we have like these six episode British series. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, or even like the first couple of seasons of Sherlock, which were three seasons. They were just like, you know, hour and a half movies. Really good. Yeah. Yes, agreed. I, I do enjoy Sherlock, despite not giving a fuck about Cumberbatch. But there's inevitably always one of those three episodes that is just subpar. Yeah. And it's all it's usually the second episode. That's funny, too. It, it, it right? really is a filler. <laughs> yeah, there is. There's yeah. An, there is a movie-length filler in those seasons. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like, again, it's like, oh, do we just, like... Why? I know. <laughs> is there it, always going to be a filler? It drives me nuts. Yeah, right? Yeah. Even Game of Thrones has filler. The episodes sometimes it feels like. Yeah. Even in their shorter yeah. seasons. And, yeah. You know. Yeah, I totally agree. That's, like, again, to come back to The Walking Dead real quick, that's their biggest thing is 16 episodes. You'd think, hey, 16 episodes, we could really, you know, make this concise. Yeah. We have a lot of ideas floating around, but somehow they're, a lot of them really meander. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it's, I just look at, at, the the world and the genre, you know, the zombie genre, like who thought that lended itself to a TV series? Like, I mean, and I understand that very quickly the focus was off of the walkers and put directly onto the characters. But when your characters can't support the show because they're poorly written, then you're left with the scenes, you're left with the with the gore, right? To 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 continue the entertainment. And then, and when that, and then when they decide to basically cut most of that out of season seven of Walking Dead, everyone bitches, right? So everyone's bitching no matter what. Yeah, yeah. So the accountants, they made the decision when the money started rolling in. I'm not even joking. Right. You think I'm joking? I'm not. When the money started rolling in, it's like, guys, go make more. You're doing it. Or maybe these things were meant to burn out pretty well. Well, for 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 a, a channel like AMC, at what? How how bad do the ratings need to get on a show like Walking Dead before it's it's taken off? They will run that show until <laughs> the uh, everyone on the show doesn't want to do it, or the ratings are like next to nothing because that is their still their tentpole franchise. Yeah, and they don't seem to be a creative powerhouse otherwise. They haven't had anything big in a while. I think the other big thing they have is Better Call Saul, and yeah, I don't yeah. think that's a big ratings dynamo either. It's um, got its niche. It does, and I, I'm cool. sure it draws quite a bit from the uh, Breaking Bad crowd, oh, of, sure. you know. And it is a it's a really great series. But it's not a juggernaut by any means. And they lost Mad Men, you know, and that went right until the, the creator said no more. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, <laughs> and I think, yeah, they're really only other big, big, big franchises, Walking Dead. And that's they're And then they've been spinning that off for forever. And I think they're doing another spinoff soon. Oh, yeah. Well, I totally forgot about the spinoff. You know, and that's where I'm going to give Netflix some props with their shotgun approach to content. I mean, they really push their own stuff. I would say two-thirds to three-quarters, I really don't want to watch. But the rest of it it are hits of their exclusives, and they keep me subscribing. But they're so diverse in their offering that there usually is something for someone where I don't want aims. You really hit it there, yeah. There there is something for, like, anybody. Sure. That's true. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything. I watch the vast majority of it, (laughs) and, yeah, the... um, now that there is such a wide scope, uh, for someone that, that does consume quite a bit of it, 
the quality is getting greatly diluted now. Yes, I can see that. Yeah. And you're right. I think in a case like you, I mean, you consume way more Netflix than I do. Um, I think it's much more noticeable for you because you're not picking and choosing a pellet here or there like I am from the shotgun. You're getting all these samples and you're seeing over years he's, that, yeah, he's taking things a are mouthful diluting. of buckshot. <laughs> a mouthful of buckshot, that's right. That's one thing why I think, you know, it's dangerous as well for Netflix to completely abandon a good back catalog of non-exclusives. They haven't gone there yet. I'm kind of worried they might. Because I think when Disney has their new streaming service, they're going to feel the pressure even more to do more original stuff. Yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence that we have a major Lost in Space series being pushed on Netflix. Yeah. Right as Disney's trying to fire up their own um, service, which is going to take, you know, have Star Wars online series. Did you guys hear that John Favreau got hired to develop a live action Star Wars series? Uh, actually, I did. Yeah. So, yeah, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, small tangent. I've actually provided quite a bit of the materials for the sets of that Lost in Space uh, series. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah. So you're going to be seeing some uh, strut. Some strut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that set kind of bent to the left? It looks like that was cut a little short. You're welcome. We <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> see the dailies and decide just falling apart. <laughs> It's a sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Well, did you guys have anything else you wanted to talk mention? I've got everything from my end. Yeah, I just really liked it. It was really good. Okay. Very good. How about uh, we do like maybe a quick uh, speculation of season three? I mean, yeah, season three is already like finished yeah. airing already, right? Yeah, it's yeah. done. And I've read nothing about it. So yeah. I mean, total yeah. Game. Is it yeah. finished airing? Uh... I think Actually, it, I think it just point. started. It's, it started in February. Yeah. So oh, I think okay. February sixteenth. Okay. Okay. So we'll so, have to wait a little bit, and then we'll be able right. to. We're just we're just like Netflix, one year behind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I yeah. don't know what the fuck they're gonna do. Okay, so do you think Ruby altered it so she and her and her her kids did not die, or just her? I really feel That's like a good question. I feel like eighties Ruby would take her kids with her. They seemed like they didn't die. I couldn't tell. They just disappeared a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I was unclear. As much as I like Lucy Lawless, I want something to be the bad villain that is not her or connected to her. I don't care if she's still in it. Maybe she's good or neutral or whatever offers help. But now her or her boyfriend or whatever has had two seasons of being the antagonist. And I'm looking for something fresh there. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm looking also for sacrifice. I would like to see Kelly or Pablo die. I really like Kelly more, and so it'd be more affecting if she died. But I, I'd like to see her die and do something heroic, you know? Yeah. yeah. I feel like they are really pushing the Kelly dark side thing. Wondering, yeah. I wonder they, if they'll they explore did that. that a bit in the yeah. last episode. Yeah, and, and even like right right at the beginning, right? They did yeah. a whole little beginning. They bookended this they did. this kind of right. string that they're mm-hmm. you know dangling in front of in front How of. Very us. astute of you. Mm, yes, astute is my middle name. Yeah. So yeah. I sorry. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, 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 no. I, <laughs> ladies, I was gonna first. Say, ladies first. The I have looked up. I haven't read them, but I have looked up the reviews for season three, and it is they are a hundred percent again. So wow. 
all three seasons have been 100%, which Whoa. means they must have done something. Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. I did see uh, a tweet the other day saying, like, if you thought Ash uh, Ash's head being forced into a corpse's anus was off the wall, wait until you see what's in season three. So. Right. Good. <laughs> well, well, in this, I can see this because it's in the trailers. He has a daughter. I thought we were going to meet her this season, but we didn't. But it's, it's in the trailers okay. that he's got huh. a daughter somehow. Okay. So. Makes sense. Yeah, I was not surprising. <laughs> yeah, I'm not thinking he used uh, protection too many times. No, he did say he has a lot of like, uh, like what are you saying, like uh, jet warts or whatever. Or like, yeah, he uh, did. Uh, oh, yeah. He did. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you think, Marty? Uh, season three hopes. Season three hopes. Aspirations. Dreams, aspirations. Desires. That's what rebellions are built on. <laughs> <laughs> That's how clouds are born. <laughs> <laughs> the sky. <laughs> uh, oh, I got that wrong. That's where clouds are born. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's uh, oof. honestly, I mean, season two really lived up to any expectation I had. So if season three at least continues that. Um, I would love to see them reference some Army of Darkness stuff directly. Yeah. Some actual, yeah, yeah. Maybe something from the past comes and tries to get them. That'd be cool. That'd be kind of cool. You know, that stuff would be neat because they've already really tackled to. Uh, uh, the first two films now i don't think yeah. they, they can't go back to the cabin at this point no no i mean they've done they did it both seasons pretty much yeah right they went back in season one as well yeah um yeah i don't really know what to expect because i mean i'm like thinking back to having watched season one i didn't know what to expect for season two no right like i mean clearly ruby is kicking around um she's gonna play some part Again, I really think she's going to be enticing Kelly again, possibly. Um, I don't know how that would play out or what it looks like. But, like, yeah, what what the, what the fuck do they do, honestly? Oh, one question, though, I have uh, that um, I had thought about just now is, so when they go back to 82 and then Ruby shows up at the cabin, how does her presence at all play into the 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 timeline of the movies no her, her entire character right no she's an entirely new character of the franchise so what the fuck is she doing showing I, up there? i asked that to myself right away and that's kind of something i just want to add whatever but you're right it, it and it's probably a big deal why was she there i mean she obviously didn't take the necronomicon in the main timeline because right. it was laying there right so there's some weird time travel stuff in that. I mean, you think about like they go back and like Pablo's alive now, but then all of the other people that died are dead, even though, right. you know, like it should have stopped some of that stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because like the cabin is destroyed. Yeah. Like everything that happened at the cabin still happened. Everything they went back in time to achieve, they achieved. Yeah. Right. But when you think. No, about- no, but no. The but, cabin was destroyed. I know, but all those people he killed are still dead because he comes back and they're all like, he's still talking about him being a murderer. Oh, yeah, but but I mean, yeah. technically now, we, we just got Days of Future Past. Yeah. None of the movies happened. But they did because he goes back and all the people that he apparently killed, he still killed. Because they're... No, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the problem, right? That's what I'm saying. You know, but like, the, ca- the, the cabin was destroyed before, before 82 it, Ash and his friends yeah. and s- daughter, or s- daughter, sister got there I so know. none of the movies now happened that's why i think i don't i don't think it changed the timeline that they came from i think it just when they were there it changed pablo from being dead in that timeline so then they went back and pablo was 
now they brought alive Pablo back to that timeline. So I think it only changed people who were there. Oh, well, and, and this is one of the problems. <laughs> this is one of the problems. With well, that's why. That's why I'm saying it's very yes. Confusing. Okay, so then yeah. it's not. They didn't go back to their own timeline. They no. went back to a parallel timeline. Yes, and um, then by being in that parallel timeline and changing events, that's how Ash got his hand back and Pablo came back to life. And then they went from there back to their own timeline, and then somehow Ruby's there. I'm assuming she was underneath the car when they were time traveling. <laughs> yeah, again, we're having to fill in the blanks for the show. Right, because we annoying. did not see them time travel back we to the didn't. present. No, yeah. no, we no. didn't actually, no. Yeah. And that was confusing because at first I thought that whole speech they had just decided to stay in 1982. I mean, the, the cheerleaders kind of looked idiot. Yes, I was like, why is old Linda here? That's what I, I thought they were back in, I thought yeah. they were in 82. Yeah, I was confused yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you, writers. I mean, <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm interested to think, to see if, like, other people felt the same way as us. Like, that they were, yeah. they were like, was this, like, confusing? So, like, listener, if you've seen it, were you confused? Please, please comment yeah, on please. our SoundCloud listener if you see that or yeah. our Facebook page. Jeez. Um, we'd be very interested on your thoughts for this, so. Yeah, yeah, because like I think when they originally land, right? Doesn't Ruby say something about like tangent universes? Basically, she does. She yeah. does, right? She yeah. literally does. Yeah, she doesn't even say past. She says tangent universe. Right. Okay. I guess it gives them a little bit of a loophole. Totally. All right, I can get behind that. I guess. Right. But then, the, then the whole, then his whole idea is flawed. I guess though he, they were all co- she was coerced into doing it because Ash was going to drive them into the side of a building going 130 miles per hour. Yes. So, <laughs> all right, fine, cool. whatever. Are we going to rate it? I don't know what we're we doing. We've never done a TV thing before, have we? Yeah. So. Yeah, you know what? Let's give it a rating. Why not? Yeah. And we've seen it complete. So, uh, all right. All right. Yeah. Why don't you kick us off? Well, I'll start first. Uh, 12 out of 10, because I'm always rating it really high. No. You know what? I'll actually go eight and a half chainsaws out of 10. Nice. Um, now, points deducted for glaring plot holes, possibly, or at least just lazy writing, and two episodes that were not as strong as the rest of the series. However, the, the highs were really high. You know what, Marty? I will give it eight boomsticks. You know, like eight boomsticks, uh, like you did out of uh, ten. But I mean, you went point five, but you can't cut a boomstick in half. So yeah, you just fire one barrel, dude. You just fire. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> still half, whatever. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go eight. I'll go just slightly lower. Honestly, because you guys have almost made me sour just a teeny bit more as we talk about it, which is very typical of how these discussions go with, yeah, with you guys. Unless it's Thor Ragnarok. Unless it's no. In that case, you guys make it higher. Wrapped yeah. you up. Creed, can you take me higher? Uh, giving that movie a reach around. Um, <laughs> uh, Leland, what about you? Uh, yeah, I, I like uh, I like the eight the eight and a half range. I like those scores. Good job, guys. 8.25. I I think I'll land on the eight and a half because when I was laughing, I was really oh, laughing. Oh yeah, there were some true <laughs> like, that laughs fucking there. that fucking tree line. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and it's just like the fact that like of course it makes sense because it's coming from Cheryl. 
Yeah. Who, right? Like, yeah. that's Out the of all people. That's the funniest fucking thing. Yeah. And Charlie said that joke t- took 30 years to mature. Yes. And it's beautiful. That's worth a point five dollars. Yes. Really it is. is. That's what pushes. So, eight and a half. I like it. Eight yeah, and a half. Cool. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> where do they connect with us to discuss? Well, before that, okay. um, just FYI, listener, you may be wondering, oh, why is this week's release a bonus episode well we just shuffle our schedule around so we pretty much just push the main episode back a week um you know scheduling conflict blah 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 so here's a bonus episode for you um but if you do want to reach out to us like marty suggested please tell us what you thought of the time travel and plot holes and blah 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 um our facebook page uh you can leave us a comment on the soundcloud like what we suggested and if you want to check out any of our show notes and, you know, further details on our site, uh, it is ttpopcast.wordpress.com. I have been Leland. I was Steel. Gonna... Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. And who the fuck are you? Oh, that's a hard pass to me. Uh, I've been Marty. <laughs> and I'm Moby. Thank you for listening, listener. <laughs> Thanks, listener. Bye-bye. Ha <laughs> ha